0: Welcome everybody to the Ride in DFS and Betting Podcast, the first 2023 PGA DFS edition. So we had a heartbreaker this week, right? Hayden Buckley uh did not come through for us. He was one of only three outrights that I had on my card this week. I was very, very confident in the guys that I picked. Corey Connors played well. Obviously, Hayden Buckley won, was winning this tournament until the very last hole. Uh, Tom Kim didn't make the, the cut, which was weird. The other bet that I placed was a Steven Yeager top 40 that easily cashed. I believe he came 15th or something like that. Um, the model wins again. Uh, I, posted, I posted my card to my model like on Monday or Tuesday. Siwoo Kim was inside the top 10. Again this year I you know just confident in the model process. Obviously it's not going to work like last year at this tournament. Hudson Swafford was like 60th in the model, he ended up winning. It's going to happen some weeks, but I feel like I have a good finger on the pulse of creating a model and having um an idea of who is going to be contending. So let's talk about the American Express course uh, oh before I get into that hedging so someone DM'd me and asked if I hedged on Wu. why I think they they might they must have tailed the pick and they said the question was like are we hedging here on Siwoo and my answer is no I am not going to hedge ninety nine times out of a hundred, and the reason for that is because I just like to ride with the guys that i'm i 'm betting, okay, and it becomes a slippery slope because for as many times as you hedge and you actually are correct, you could hedge and be wrong, and you could be giving money back. <clears throat> So you either have to always hedge or never hedge, right? If you pick your spots and you're picking the wrong spots, it, you could severely eat into your ROI. And the other thing yesterday was like six or seven guys were within two strokes of the lead at any given moment. So it's really hard to hedge when somebody can come up from the pack and, and steal the tournament and then you're really screwed. Um, maybe if I have... Maybe if it's a two-horse race, like two guys are five, six, seven strokes ahead of the pack, battling it out, and I don't feel confident I have the correct side of it, um, then maybe I'll think about it. But other than that, no, I just ride with who got me there. All right, the American Express. So what you're going to hear this week is a lot of people say that long shots have won, but this field hasn't been this strong in a long time. So I don't know if long shots, quote-unquote, like, you know, there's been, like, some wild, like, 6-atom-long, 600-to-1 bombs that have won at this tournament. Um, But, I, you know, there's just a a stronger field up top. I don't see that happening. I would stay inside 120-to-1, most likely, is what I'm going to do. Because some courses are known, like, some tournaments are known for bombs, and you'll see... Uh, like an abnormal amount of like 150 plus uh, have hit there, you know, in the history of the PGA. But with the stronger field, um, I've already bet 290 to one shots. We'll talk about them in a second. But PGA, uh, the PGA West Stadium course, the Nicholas course, and La Quinta are the three it's a three course rotation the stadium course is the only one that has shot shotlink data so that's the only one that we could really model but they are all fairly similar um, all are right around 7000 yards 77100 all are par 72s um, they're short they're easy so what we're going to see basically the the gist of this course is you want to. Some guys are going to play it different. Some guys are going to are going to hit their driver. Um, the the fairways are wide enough. It's not a difficult course. You know, it's not super tight. There is a lot of hazardish areas, and there's a lot of trouble lurking off the fairway. But the fairways are big, so it's not something that I'm really too concerned about Uh, some guys can hit to their numbers right there this course is short enough that you don't have to pound your driver 330 you know on a 450 yard par four to to hit your your 52 if you're nine if you feel more comfortable with your nine iron you can hit your three wood and then hit your nine iron in Um, it's just that type of course so let's take a look at the modeling, um, some of the things I looked at was wedge play because there are going to be a ton of wedge shots. Believe it or not, though, on the stadium course, 150 to 175 was the the, the plurality of, of shots. So we looked at that. And there also is going to be, given that it's a... Uh, par 72 there are four par fives and 200 plus is going to be important here with your irons because some of the par all of the par fives are reachable in two so guys that can you know hit their five iron well that have really good proximity from 200 plus with their five iron or six iron depending on the player they're going to have eagle looks so i think that is pretty important um so let's fire up this model here and we'll talk about exactly what I put in. One of the things this year and this isn't something that is um this isn't something that is, you know, an added bonus or anything to the podcast, but I am I got a ton of stuff going on i'm in uh i'm in grad classes now to get my administrator certification i obviously still uh have a day job i you know i'm a teacher and i have two kids so this is like things are i'm being stretched thin um so you can probably even hear the kids yelling right now uh, upstairs at this point it's just wild um I am going to be most likely writing an article for BetSpertz. Um eh, Kind of like the article that I wrote for Fantasy Points about my model and, you know, who pops and who's trending up, that type of thing. So, that all that long-winded to say, this podcast is going to sound a little different to you guys. Um, so, normally, what I would do is go back after having recorded enhance it clip things um you know if i jack something up i would snip it out and re-record it it's gonna be raw dude like you're probably gonna hear some stuff that you never thought you'd hear on a podcast like my if my like basically what I'm saying is like if my two year old runs in the room and calls me an idiot and then runs out of the room, that's staying in the podcast because I just don't have time to sit down and edit it, edit it for 20, 30 minutes anymore. So it's just going to be uncut. Um, and, you know, a lot of the content these days is uncut. Anything that's on YouTube is most likely just reposted and not edited. Um, anything that's live like Brian Kirshner's Tap in Birdie. Big fan of that. You know, that's raw. That's live. He's not editing that stuff. So I guess it's not too out of the ordinary. I still am. I don't feel bad. I don't feel sick. I'm not stuffed up. But I still, I could tell my voice is like sounds raspy or deep or something. Um, So bear with me here. Obviously, we're looking at ball striking. Um, I have some good drives. Gained in there, I have strokes gained off the tee. Uh, Approach, the approach distances that we talked about, wedge play is in there. Par five scoring obviously is important here. Opportunities gained. Just recent form in general, um, we're going to look at who scores on easy courses as well in a second here, right? So this is typically a very easy course. And we want to know who makes birdie or better, who who gains opportunities on easy courses. And the reason I would sort by easy courses is because, you know, you don't want to conflate a player who is maybe gains, you know, birdies are better gained or opportunities gained on the field at difficult courses because, you know, this is going to be extremely easy relative to par and sometimes those things don't cross over right guys that can make birdies are better and uh, like for instance Colin Morikawa he's a guy who on a very difficult course will probably gain birdies on the field because no one's making them and he can right he's not making a ton but he's gaining birdies on the field whereas at a At an absolute birdie fest, since he's not the best putter, though his showing at TOC indicated that he might be changing that, he may not be the best birdie or better or opportunities gained on an easy course. Because everybody's making birdies and you have to be a really good putter or you have to get some putting luck. So just... Those type of tweaks to the model are what I think sets us apart from everybody else who is doing some modeling all right um, The two bets that I have right now are Joel Damon at ninety to one and j t. Poston at ninety to one. I liked Joel Damon coming in; he ranks ninth in the model he 's in good form. he had a really good swing season. Um, He's a very good and a very accurate driver. And he is eighth in opportunities gained in the field over the last year. So really liked him coming in, slammed that number 90 to 1. I opened it up thinking he'd be about 75 and wanting, wanting to bet him. So when it was 90, I pulled the trigger. JT Poston at 90, he's not someone that specifically popped for me. Like, I didn't open up DraftKings Sportsbook looking for a JT posted number. But 90 to 1, I thought, was a little bit much. Especially since on the competing sites, he was like 50 and 60. So scoop that up. If you're listening to this, I would even take a cursory glance and see if it's still there. It is Monday. It is 2 o'clock. I bet him at, like, I don't know, 10 a.m. All right. The best wedge players in the field. Rue Knox, of course. Tom Hoagie. David Lipsky. Zach Johnson. Sam Ryder. Davis Thompson. Brendan Todd. Ben Griffin. uh, Guys that we consider good wedge players right if we want to add in a, the 125 to 150 range which is a wedge for a pitching wedge probably for at least you know that's probably a pitching wedge range but we're getting into the nine iron ish range here Knox again runox is one no matter how you slice it so he's probably a pretty good draft kings play he's 150 to one i don't think he's winning this tournament maybe a a top 40 bet. One of the things I've fallen in love with is parlaying top 40 bets. I uh, did it last week with um Jaeger and Buckley. That was a nice hit. I also added in Tom Kim in a, in another one I kind of laddered it for trying to get greedy for a little bit more a little bit better odds and that did not work out. Um Brian Harman, Duffner Torres, Brendan Steele Tom Hoagie, again, um, the only two guys that really pop throughout all wedge ranges are Hoagie and, and Rue Knox, so, but Cam Young, he, he played well at this tournament last year before going backwards, Siwoo Kim, Tom Kim, they all pop in that 125 to 150 range, in the 150 to 175 range, which by all accounts, will be the most shots taken this week from that range, right? Probably a 9-iron, probably an 8-iron, um, potentially a 7-iron for some guys. Tom Kim, Justin Lower, Justin Rose, Mark Hubbard, Ryan Armour, Jason Duffner, Will Zalatoris, Jason Day, and Aaron Badley. Good drives gained. Now, good drives is it resulted in a green and regulation, right? So even if they're in the fringe, if they hit a ball on the green after their drive, this counts as a good drive. Whereas like if they are in the fairway and they took the wrong angle and they are blocked out still by a tree or, you know, a limb or took a bad angle, it and they don't hit the green, that does not count as a good drive. So basically it is who knows where to place their drives, who does the best uh job of doing so. Aaron Rye. Interesting. Because we like Aaron Rye here on this on the, the ride in, but he has done zilch outside of of that. He is not in I mean, he's in okay form, I guess. Siwoo Kim, two, Justin Sue, three. Ryan Armour, Joel Damon, Emiliano Grio, Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler, Adam Hadwin, Matthew Smith, David Lipsky. How about par 5 slash Eagles gained? Kyle Westmoreland. This man is 750 to 1. He, his overall rank in the model is 82. He's basically, I mean, I don't even know what that's pulling from. It was probably (coughs) one or two tournaments in the swing season that he had some nice par 5 days. Alex Smalley. I kind of liked Alex Smalley. (coughs) Listen, I'm telling you, this podcast is going to be uncut. I'm not editing out that, that cough. Sorry. Smalley is... Fifteenth in the model, he's second in par fives. I like him. I liked him last week. Cam Davis, Sung J M, Xander Shawfle, Steven Yeager again. Though he doesn't stat out too well. Uh, for the AMX. Even though he did last week. Adam Hadwin, Patrick Rogers, Patrick Cantlay, <clears throat> and Eric Cole. 200 plus. Who are the guys that are striping their five irons? Close. Xander, Austin Ekro, Sung Jae, Patton Kazire, Patrick Cantlay, Tom Kim, Tom Hoagie. This might be a Hoagie week for me. I think I'm going back to Tom Tom Hoagie here for sure. All right, let's look at the top. Twenty overall in this model, and I'm not going to do peaking and fading this week because there's only two weeks into the swing into the the actual season Guys haven't been playing a lot of these guys are playing their first event this week, so we'll we'll get peaking and fading rolling, and what peaking and fading is you look at the long range, are they improving? From 100 to 50 to 24 to 12, as the rounds get, um, as we get more recent, what I normally do is is weight the stats a little bit more. Haven't done that because of the break in the swing season. You know, some guys haven't played all of December and November, et cetera. So this is purely. 24 rounds their last 24 rounds within the last year tom kim is number one tom hoagie is number two Cantley is three shawflay is four will z is five jason day is six tony finau is seven <laughs> matthew neesmith is eight i'm struggling here maybe i might have to edit this podcast <laughs> joel damon is nine Adam Hadwin is 10. Scotty Scheffler is 11. <coughs> ben Griffin is 12. James Hahn is 13. Si Wu is 14. Alex Smalley is 15. Sungjae is 12. Ben Taylor is 17. Harmon is 18. Cam Davis is 19. And Lipsky is 20. So, Hoagie, Damon Poston are probably my bets. Well, definitely Poston and Damon. I'm going to probably bet Hoagie as soon as I log off of this cough cast. But that's pretty much it for the Amex. Um, I'll go a little bit deeper. It was... This this tournament just does not enthrall me. Right? Like, I guess that shouldn't be it. Let's talk about some DraftKings plays, some guys like that are deep down the odds boards and down the DraftKings boards that we like. Um, that could be some sleepers. So Davis Thompson is is cheap. I like him. He's a good driver of the ball, and he's good. He's pretty good with his wedges. And he also is inside the top 15 for par five scoring. James Hahn rates out really well, believe it or not. he's a, he's pretty good from the um, from some of the wedge ranges. He's a good par five score, and he has been accurate recently. He actually rates out eighth in approach in this field over the last twenty four rounds as well. Hubbard, the birdie maker. Anytime there's a birdie fest, you always have to look at Mark Hubbard just a little bit because he can make birdies in bunches. Justin Lower ranks 25th in this uh, model as well. He's a good putter. He's super from that 150 to 175 range. And he doesn't really have anything that sticks out as a super weakness. He's not great from the wedge ranges, um, but he is... A really good putter. And this can turn into a putt fest. um, As John Rahm so eloquently put, I think it was last year or two years ago during COVID, called it a putting contest. So those are probably my favorite from the low range. As well as the top 20 guys, right? Like Matthew Neesmith will probably be cheap. Um, Ben Griffin will probably be cheap. Alex Smalley should be somewhat cheap. Ben Taylor all those guys should be should be pretty cheap oh my god all right guys i will be back next week probably a little bit healthier um like i said though, i don't feel bad i just have like an itch in my throat i don't know what's going on but i'm not i don't have time to edit the podcast i just don't have time to edit it so the Amex is going to be the cough cast I apologize. Uh, This is not good content, but we went through the model. I told you the stats, gave you the top 20. You'll see my full card probably tonight or early Tuesday. And we'll get back to it a little bit healthier next week. All right, see you guys.